it's just like back Uh-oh. to back to back to, and it's just like they keep getting better because King Disease one was dope, two was better. This is the the best so far, out of all of them. Yeah, but do you do you think it's actually better, or do you think it's like a relief to what's currently out now? Hmm. Good way to say. It. I didn't actually <laughs> think about it, think about it like that. But I honestly, honestly think it's better. I think it's better production. If okay. anything, the okay. production is definitely elevated. Hit boys doing all the beats, yeah. and he's definitely elevated each thing. And he and they have such good synergy. Yes. With with his his rhymes and his yep. and, and, and hit boys beats that it's just like it's just amazing, bro. That's why I had to double back on, mm. on my Jay Z. Yeah. On episode Cause when, one. Because when I listen to a lot of. Uh, of my favorite guys releasing stuff now, it's almost like a relief. Like, oh, finally, thank you. I can get back to yeah. my regular programming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. More reps. Another episode of More Reps, episode three. We are your hosts. I'm Chadwick Brown. And I'm Kabana Beckles. Yes, sir. We're back with some more good topics for you. Set one today. We're going to be talking about out-training a bad diet. Yes. That's yes. impossible. Uh, yeah, I can start it off. So mm. I think it is possible, but mm-hmm. I think it's highly dependent on age. Okay. So a lot of my younger athletes, and let's just say I'm starting at 10 years old, somewhere up to... Uh, let's say 18, mm-hmm. typically they're going to have junk food in their diet. They're not going to be getting their macros or proteins and their fats. So they might be high level athletes. So they're able to tr- out train their diet at that time because their metabolism is so high because they're so young yep. and they're so active. Mm-hmm. But after that 18 area, 18, 19, 20, that's when we really start, we have to really start to concentrate on that diet. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. I also think it comes out to what the definition of what bad diet is. Exactly, yeah. Right? So thing. so bad diet can be just the, the quality of the food you're eating and yep. also the quantity of the food you're eating. For eat, sure. Right? So if their goal is to really shed off fat and whatnot, they have mm-hmm. to be in a proper deficit. Yeah. So if they're eating, even if they're eating good quality food, but eating too much, there's too much calories coming in as opposed to calories going out. Yes. They're never going to hit that goal. They'll just yep. be running in circles, running in circles. Yeah. So yeah, so to me, it's definitely a hard thing to do. Going back to what you're saying, if you're younger and higher metabolism, for sure, you could probably... You get some junk food or some shitty yeah, food and yeah. still be able to outwork it. But as you get older, especially getting to our ages, you definitely have to be really, really like acute on your numbers you're hitting and making yeah. sure you stay within those rep ranges. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, the macro count in order to, to see proper proper um, progress. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, a little thing that's happening right now that I notice a lot of parents are, not forcefully, but they're pushing supplements to mm. kind of... Compensate, compensate that bad diet so yep. i went to a hockey rink the other day just to watch some hockey um youth hockey and the supplement shop there was huge okay and i'm seeing parents just like yeah throw this in throw this in their shake throw that in their shake i'm like do you even know what that's even know what, doing? yeah 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 do you even so, need that <laughs> and i think with supplements there's a confusion that you're trying to supplement a good diet you're yes. just adding a couple things that might be lacking from your diet mm-hmm. it's not a full meal replacement it's no. not i'm going to use the supplement to take care of everything else. It doesn't work that way. It, it, it's called a supplement for a reason. Exactly. You're supplementing for stuff that you're lacking. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. People got to put more thought into what they're actually putting into their bodies exactly. and whatnot. Because yeah. nutrition is, is key. You can yeah. work out, you can be in here for three hours working out. If your nutrition mm-hmm. is not going to be able to fuel that properly, you're, you're never going to hit progress. You'll be hitting plateaus mm-hmm. right through and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Nutrition is key, guaranteed, for sure. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. All right. So, we're going to get into set number two.
All right, set number two. We're going to be talking about training through injuries. Now, it all depends on what we're talking about in terms of injuries. Some mm -hmm. people might think if they had a great workout and they're sore the next day that oh, I can't work out the next day. You can push through soreness for sure. Yep. But if there's an injury, people always eat. You have, to, you have to listen to your body. Yes. 100%. Yep. Yep. So if you're, let's say you're doing a, a bench press and your elbow is stopping you from getting that proper range of motion mm -hmm. and it's hurting you, I wouldn't bench press. At that point, I'd be calling my doctor or a physio or something like that to look into it deeper mm -hmm. as to why my elbow is hurting as opposed to trying to push through it because in the end, you'll be doing more damage than good just yep. pushing through those injuries. So always listen to your body. Um, anything severe, one million percent, do not work out at all. I would mm -hmm. definitely go to your doctor and get a second opinion and whatnot. Yeah. So I think there, right now there's so much science and research out there that shows kind of the old mentality wasn't working where if you had an injury... If it wasn't broken, still train. Mm. And it was the same with sports too. There's a concept of are you hurt or are you injured? Big difference. Big difference. Big and difference. they wanted to ultimately they wanted to play through both, but an injury is going to keep you out of the sport. If you're hurt, keep going mm -hmm. because you can deal with the pain, pain threshold, and the tolerance. Yeah. But for myself, um, training through injuries have always kept that injury going longer yep, have it and, yeah and then ultimately shifted the pain or the injury to another part of my body yes yes because yeah. that part of the body trying to compensate exactly for that yeah. part there before you know you got yeah. two bad spots going on yeah. for sure i had a bum shoulder for maybe about the last year and a half going back maybe a few months ago it, it's it's cool now yeah but the same thing i would just like I'm, a, I'm still gonna be shoulder pressing yeah. on like this but instead once i started realizing it mm -hmm. so you know what let me just go to a more neutral grip that takes more pressure off the shoulder. Yes. So there's ways to work around it by just, sure. just changing the, yeah. the, the position of the arm, the hands, whatever have you, to be able to kind of train through being hurt. But if it's a flat-out injury, mm -hmm. listen to your body, people. Always yeah. listen to your body. And I think unless you're a doctor, a physician, or someone who knows anatomy in and out, you shouldn't be self-diagnosing. You can mm -hmm. say to yourself, hey, I'm injured here, yeah. but don't change the exercise to compensate what what is actually hurting. Go see a professional that knows anatomy that can tell you, Okay, here are three or four exercises that you can do instead of this. If yep. that's if that one exercise is triggering triggering the the injury or sparking very, uh, the nerves very, or whatever it is. Yep, very yeah, very very good point for sure. Absolutely, don't be like a super soldier out there saying, "Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'll just walk it off." Like, no, no you're injured. No. <laughs> Go seek help, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, set number three. We're gonna be touching on training with your partner. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of experience you have with that? What's your what's your take on this? So my partner's always been in athletics, uh, played volleyball, high school, um, danced a little bit, always around athletics like myself. So I think the transition to sustainability with weight training was a lot easier for her. Okay. I think it, it's added value that uh, I'm in the industry as a nutritional coach and personal trainer so I can write the programs up. Because one of the issues is she's a teacher, so she has a lack of time. Mm. So we've designed programs where she can get a good workout in 20 to 25 minutes. Sweet. So she can stay active, and also she has that accountability knowing that the workout's only going to be 20, 25 minutes and not an hour and a half. Me, mm. personally, I like training a little bit longer. Okay. So we'll train at home because we have a home gym. So she'll do her uh, 20, 25 minutes while I'm in the same facility doing my hour, hour and a half. Got it, got yeah. it, nice, okay, yeah. for sure. How about yourself? For me, like my wife, we're at, we pretty much have the same goals right now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time we're training, we're actually training together and kind of, for me, it's a good push. Yep. Sometimes where I feel like, you know, I can't get extra rep, but she's literally on me like, okay, get on this, you can get yeah, a yeah, more nice, out, of, nice. out of it for sure. Yeah. But since sometimes, 
it could kind of go the other way because you might get a little too competitive with your with your partner. Yes, 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 yes. And be yes. like, you know what? Oh, she lifted that. I could do way more than that. And, and before you know it, you're lifting that and you got an injury. And we're going yeah. back to our last set. We're talking yeah. about yeah. getting injured and whatnot. So you got to kind of find that balance and that sweet mm -hmm. spot between. I enjoy both. I enjoy working out by myself, but I also enjoy working out with my partner. And in a way, it's almost a form of intimacy, too. Yes. You yeah. know, because you kind of have that moment where you're kind of connecting on yeah. a totally different level. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to always be something sexual or we're, we're cuddling. Like, no, mm -hmm. we can connect through working out also. Exactly, yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah, because one thing I find, too, that uh, when we're working out together, myself and my partner, is that the competitive level, like you said, is high. And we're pushing each other. But we always made a decision before... Um, when we first got together that we were going to let each other slide physically. Mm, so good. one thing that we always said was we're not going to get to a point where we're just looking at each other as if uh, we're not liking what we're seeing. We're going to hold each other accountable <laughs> yeah, like, and hey, hold man, ourselves like, accountable. Something's going on here. <laughs> exactly. Like, so, <laughs> so we hold each other, I think, at a higher physical standard nice. where we're always training and just trying to stay in shape. I don't, I'm not trying to be competition ready all the time, but yeah. staying... Um, aesthetically fit and at a good weight for my joints where it's not hurting and same with her just so she plays soccer staying physically fit enough to play soccer and be competitive absolutely yeah. for sure for sure yeah and the reason why i enjoy it is i just enjoy watching my wife push herself yeah you know what i mean she, yeah. she's expressing her strength in another way because she's exactly. a very strong individual yeah so i can actually physically see her pushing herself nice getting grinding yeah. out those hard last reps and whatnot mm -hmm. it's just i'm like I'm, I'm impressed i love that babe and it helps me want to push her and whatnot and and it creates some of that chemistry and spark that might translate back home when we get home to, to the bedroom, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. again, it's it's a good way to connect with, with your partner. And it all depends on everyone's in individual relationship. Yeah, exactly. Because some people are like, you know yeah. what, this is my thing, mm -hmm. this is her thing, we keep it separate, but then we can still connect on another level at home or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it all depends every, on every individual. But Yeah, and I think, too, uh, oftentimes when I have clients say, how do I uh, entice or encourage my partner to work out with me, mm -hmm. I think just very simple doing five to 10 minute workouts to start out to let them know that, hey, I can do this. I can be accountable for mm -hmm. this allotted time and mm -hmm. then gradually increase. Because okay. one thing that I highly dislike is when I'm training two people, a couple getting ready for a wedding. They take their wedding photos yeah. and then everything slides off. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, just stay on it. Be consistent. We, yeah, we trained so hard for a short period of time. Now you have the rest of your lives together. Why not stay healthy? Why not stay yes. physically fit for mm -hmm. each other? Just to take out limitations of your life. Because I don't Absolutely. like personally looking at something physical, physically demanding, thinking that I can't do it. Mm. So we try to have the approach in our relationship there are no limitations. If the kids want to go hiking, we go hiking. Awesome. My son wants to take up snowboarding, we're going snowboarding. We're doing it. We're doing it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. So if you like working out with your partner, we highly recommend you do it. If you don't like mm -hmm. it, you don't have to do it. Everyone's different. You know what I mean? So yes, we're getting into one of our favorite segments, set number four, the supersets. Here we go. All right. Set number four, the supersets. Before we get into that, I want to give one quick shout out. Once again, to the homie Eclipse for our yes. beautiful artwork. Keep in tune. I'm sure we'll be rotating some pieces every now and then for him. But he's crushing it as usual. Usain Bolt. Yes. The laser focus eyes. You know what I mean? But uh, supersets. First one I got for you. Three things. Two got to go. Okay. Free weights, machines, or cables? One. Uh, one can stay. Two got to go. I would say my preference would be free weights. Okay. Free, free weights. Um, yeah, so there's nothing more. <laughs> uh, 
I would say not more better, but better sounding than uh, hardcore old school <laughs> iron clanging yeah, together cranky, on, yeah, on the waist. Just knowing that you're getting in there, grinding it out, okay. um, just lifting heavy, heavy old school iron weights. I would take that over cables. Or so maybe just for the preference of the sound of it. Yes, just, you feel yeah. like you're doing more work when you hear. Yeah, because I grew up in the era, not actually in the era but when i first started weightlifting i used to go back and watch the old school weightlifters like arnold golden era yeah yeah my um my uncle who was a professional bodybuilder albert nice. beckles like guys like that that would just grind it out hardcore hard weights all the time in yeah, the trenches for sure for yeah. sure for myself i probably have to say in totality the same free weights because yeah. it just it's once you master how to lift the weight properly mm-hmm. having your all your stabilizer muscles your core engaged mm-hmm. and no swinging no momentum that's like art in itself when you yeah. have proper form you can move a free weight where a machine is foolproof yeah you know, it only goes yeah. one, one, one yeah. path so yeah. it's like anyone yeah. can jump on that and do it mm-hmm. cables are good because it keeps more tension on the muscle throughout the whole form mm-hmm. but free weight if you're able to master anything a deadlift with with, with free weight a bench press mm-hmm. with free weight you're just, it just looks better to me. You know what I mean? Nice. It looks like artwork nice. to me. I love it. All right. I'm um, going back at you with a superset question. Would you rather be teaching fitness or learning fitness? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really <laughs> good one. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to say learning mm. because you never know everything from one. But yes. whatever I learn, in essence, I can turn around and teach. Nice. So yeah. I'd yeah. rather be learning as much as I can. And that's one thing I enjoy about being here at, at United Wellness is just because there's so many different minds here mm-hmm. and different perspectives and ways on how to lift things. And it's like yeah. you kind of take everything from everybody and kind of mix it together and make your own thing. I don't like this from this guy. I like this from this guy. Make your own thing. So nice. you're always learning. So I'd rather, I'd rather learn because in turn, you can turn around and teach people. You know? Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that too. I'd rather uh, be like a sponge, soak up all the info, and then give it out. I think one of the most valuable things in the world is information mm-hmm. and should information to a certain level should be free. Absolutely. But then you're going to cost, you're going to pay for the cost of the knowledge for someone to implement that kind of, very true. That kind very, of information. Very absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I got one for you. I think I already answered this for you already, but, um, sneakers or Tim's. Uh, I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Anyone knows me. I've had, I had sneakers that are yeah. sitting on the shelf now from 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I did a little segment a couple of years ago where I was highlighting all the sneakers that I had and then yeah. my, my partner's like, cool off because I don't want people <laughs> people to know exactly what's in our house. Yeah, that <laughs> part, that part. Yeah, so I cut it right there, but yeah, I have a pretty extensive collection. Sneakers yeah. over Tim's, got it. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, That's a tough one because I like both. Yeah. But I grew up always wanting more Tim's than mm. sneakers. I'll probably yeah. go that way. Yeah, okay. You know, like like Tim's when when I seen the the beef and broccoli ones and mm-hmm. and the the you got blue and different yeah. colors and whatnot and you know have them unlaced and the tongue flapped <laughs> over just the look of it. You know, even the tall yeah. forty below Timbo's. Like I, I love I love Tim's for sure. But sneakers are dope too. Yeah. But I think in total more of Tim's. Nice. For sure. Nice one back at you. This one's a tough one. Oh. So I know you have the musical background. <laughs> yes, sir. Would you rather collab? with your favorite musical artist or collab with your favorite professional, let's say physique, fitness oh, man. icon. <laughs> Damn, that's a hard one, bro. That is a hard one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say collabing with the fitness person. Okay. Um I did a song with Sean Price from Helter Skelter. Nice. One of my favorite artists ever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of already done that. So that's already off okay. my bucket list. Okay. And that was that was a great experience in mm-hmm. itself. So I'd probably say fitness. If I can, 
I know we plan to go to Pure Muscle one time. Mm-hmm. If we can go there and, and hook up with Mike Van Wick one time, yeah. I'd be all over that for sure. Nice, nice. So I'd probably rather roll with, with the fitness one for sure. Okay. For sure, for sure. Nice. All right, one back at you. Um, talking about warm drinks. Mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? I'm not a big coffee guy. I never really ever got into it. I'm more really? cappuccino, but between coffee and tea, I would, I would lean t- more towards tea. What, which tea? Is uh, like an Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My okay. mom growing up drank a lot of tea. Um, yeah. A lot of Earl Grey. Yeah. So I, I think I would. And Red Rose. Red Rose. Red Rose. Rose. <laughs> Red Rose. That was a staple. That's Red Rose. I think in every Caribbean house, Red Rose tea was always. Yeah. So I'd pilot. And my 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 tea is like whitewashed out. I would put so much milk, so much <laughs> sugar in it. That, it doesn't look like tea anymore. <laughs> So you don't do it just straight, like, no, no, like no. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of milk, a yeah. little bit of sugar. Got it, got it, got it. For me, um, coffee, okay. one, one million percent. I had a huge tea phase at one mm-hmm. point. I didn't touch coffee at all. Green tea, straight green oh, tea wow. all the time. Nice. That, yeah. was, that was my shit for sure. Mm-hmm. But over the last few years, I um, started getting more on the coffee wave. And the reason why I didn't like coffee is because... I had a teacher in elementary school mm-hmm. who always read like cigarettes and coffee, mm-hmm. and that <laughs> smell would drive me nuts. <laughs> to the point, anytime I, I think of coffee or smell coffee, I think about that teacher, and I didn't like him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that, sure. that was in my head yeah. the whole time. But once I started getting into it, and then you know what I mean, I like I, I don't really like the Folgers or like the Maxwell House. I like the more premium ones. Nice. You know what I mean. There's mm-hmm. one actually up in Muskoka we got, and it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so definitely more coffee. It gives me more and more of a jolt. I like to have it like. Before my workout, sometimes too, mm-hmm. you know. But I get too much of it. Sometimes you get desensitized to it, and you don't yeah, you even do. feel it, right? So yeah. you got to have those tolerance breaks and whatnot. But yeah. coffee for sure over tea. All right, uh, let's switch over to uh, theatrical movies a little bit. All right, Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society? Oh man, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> don't do this to me. Menace to Society or Boys in the Hood? Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, jeez, man, that's. Tough. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna say Boys in the Hood. <laughs> okay. Just because Ricky Ricky playing a little football. <laughs> Ricky playing football. <laughs> and he got shot. Man, I legit cried when I, when he got yeah. shot, bro. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just it was definitely more. I guess I connected to it more than Met Society. Yeah. Society was amazing, and Old Dog was a was a menace yes, for lack yes, of yes. lack of better words. Yeah. Like he was insane. But Ice Cube, his his acting debut in that yes. crushed it as Doughboy. Mm-hmm. A young Cuba Gooden, mm-hmm. crazy Morris Chestnut. Yep, it's just like to me that Mick has had better actors. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, his talks he had with yep. with with um, Cuba. Like, there's so many memorable things about that. But Men's Society was was a great movie too. It was. Yeah. Boys in the Hood. I'm thinking Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I, I have to agree too. You go Boys the same in the Hood. Way? Yeah, I have a, a deeper connection with Boys in the Hood than Men's Society. Yes, exactly. Definitely yeah. deeper deeper connection for sure. For sure. Um, what I got for you. Let's, let's switch gears. Let's get on some music stuff again. Let's get some music stuff. So when it comes to hip-hop, gangster rap or more conscious hip-hop? <clears throat> and why? I'd love to hear the reason why. Music's a, it's a funny topic with me because I didn't realize growing up, especially going down to uh, Florida to play my college basketball to start my college career down there, mm-hmm how a genre of music would dictate and uh, control some people's behavior. Mm, so yep. at that time, it's all Dirty South, in the club, bang it out type of music. Yep. And everyone was so high strung, um, super low tolerance fuse. Everyone's fighting all the time. Mm. We're listening to that all the time. And then 
I kind of switched out of that to a little bit more mellow, came back to the East Coast with the storytelling. Yep. And then I noticed myself, my behavior starting to come down because you're just mm. always, whatever music you listen to, that's what your behavior is going to dictate. You're right. You're right. So I would say early um, into college, I was more gangster rap. Got it. And then kind of transitioned out of that to uh, more conscious music because now that I have kids, I want to be able to play the music that I like yeah. and have them listen to it, but I don't want the negative messaging behind it. Very good points, for yeah. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. For me, I'm the other way. I'm probably going to say I like gangster more mm. so. Just be, just for the sheer entertainment mm. aspect of it. Okay. I understand that, like, yeah, I might be portraying a certain message, mm-hmm. but, it, but to me, it's no difference than watching, like, a Sylvester Stallone movie where you're just yeah, showing okay. up yeah. a bunch yep. of people, yep. which I like action movies. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so if, if someone has that in more of a musical form and, and the words, and it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't bother me that much, I know it's not going to impact me because I'm not a gangster. I don't yeah. portray that at all, but I can listen to it and enjoy it for what it is. Just like how I can watch Goodfellas enjoy it for yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But conscious, we definitely need room for conscious hip hop, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? It's all about balance. But if I had to take a preference, I guess uh, I would have to say more gangster rap. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm going with that. I'm going with that. All right, one back at you. We're going to shift over to uh, back to nutrition a little bit. Okay. Would you rather drink your protein or eat your protein? Um, I'm going to say eat. Okay. I'm always looking to kind of get my nutrients and my macros from Whole Foods. Okay. Um, while protein shakes do have a place in it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you if you need that extra 20 grams and, and, and you want it quick, especially like after a workout, you yep. want to get in your system right away, I would probably go for more of a, of, of a drink or liquid, but I'm definitely looking to eat something. I love meat, mm-hmm. a steak or some yep. chicken or yep. turkey breast or something for sure. So nice. I would definitely take, take Whole Foods. Nice, nice. You? Uh, similar. If I have the time, I would highly prefer to sit down, have a meal, um, eat my protein like that, but I live a fast-paced life and I always have since basketball, so it's always on the go. So protein shake, like you were saying, to get that extra couple grams, whatever it is, um, sometimes is more beneficial, but if I have the time, I prefer to eat. eat Got it. it. Eat Absolutely. It. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, another question in fitness also. Um, dumbbells or kettlebells? I honestly didn't touch a kettlebell until maybe seven or eight years ago really yeah i like the change of pressure how it puts a different emphasis on the muscles and puts the load differently using kettlebells mm. and i feel that you can do a lot uh more variety of workouts with the kettlebells like more versatile yeah a little bit yeah. more versatile um so give me an example we say with let's say you're holding a kettlebell like this as opposed to like a dumbbell doing goblet squats like how would it like you're saying you can get your hands in different ways and yeah so like a kettlebell if no one knows it's kind of like a ball a weighted ball with a handle up top so as soon as you grab a hold of that handle it's going to automatically put more pressure on your wrist and your forearm depending on how you're maneuvering that kettlebell Got versus it. a dumbbell it's weight loaded and it's balanced on either side so it doesn't really require too much stability mm. to hold it so a kettlebell, you can let it fall on the back of your wrist, which is going to be more stable. But if you keep it, it's called like a waiter hold where yep. the ball's up oh. top. Yep. Now that's going to involve so much more mechanics, um, coordination, and stability of your wrist, elbow, shoulder to do that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a, a preference of what you're trying to train for at that time. Got I would it, say. got it. Yeah. So what you, you're choosing? I would choose right now kettlebells. Got it. Yeah. Got it. With, everything, with my goals, yeah. Yeah, because everything you can do with a dumbbell, you can do with a kettlebell. Exactly. I'll realize yeah. so you might yeah. want to add that extra stability mm-hmm. factor to it. Yeah. Sure. Good one. Good one. Got another one? 
let's see. Well, on the same type of wave, wavelength, would you rather do barbell movements or dumbbell movements? Any exercise, but... I'm going I'm to say dumbbell, just because even though you might be working both at the same time, they're both actually working unilaterally. Yes. Yeah. You know, let's say we're doing a bench press with a bar. Yeah. No matter what, you're, you're stuck on this path here. Even if one side's weaker than the other, it's going to pick up the slack, the strong side. Exactly. Slack. Well, as opposed to if you're doing a bench press with dumbbells, if this side's weaker than the other, then it's like you have to keep them both stable in order to get the weight up and yes. drive. Yeah. So I, I would prefer dumbbell. I, like, I don't even do bench press with a bar at all. All my benching is, is with dumbbell, 100%. Nice. But, um, yeah, I would probably take, take dumbbells over, over yeah. barbells. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that point because a lot of times people have plateaus or inconsistencies with their muscle balance. And I'll ask them, what are you training with mostly? Barbell, barbell, barbell. Yeah, okay. So then, like you said, one side is always pushing a little bit harder than the opposite. Always. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very hard to be fully balanced. So a great way to break through plateaus, like you said, was get into some dumbbell work and yep. you can see which side is slack, slacking behind or which side's overcompensating. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And even in terms of going back to doing bench press with dumbbells, you can actually now start doing them, rotating them, exactly. alternating, yep. right? Nice. It's going to cause more core stability when you're reaching down on the one side to get mm -hmm. it up. So, yeah, dumbbells is just the, the way to go. You can do everything with dumbbells for sure. So that's, that's where I stand with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice. All right, I believe we're at the end of another episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. This is episode three of More Reps Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned. You can follow us on IG, which will be coming on the screen right now. Follow us on TikTok. And also, you can hit up the email if you got any questions, suggestions, anything. You can comment, sub subscribe. Anything to let off of the people? Not much. Thanks for rocking with us, and we'll be back at it next week. Yes, sir. More Reps, baby.